Howdy partners, it's your old pal, the walking dude of movie reviews, Jason from Binge Movies. I don't know what my accent's doing right now. Do you remember when you were a kid? <laughs> ever evolving. Ever changing, ever evolving. And you climb into your family vehicle to go out to some far-flung destination. Did your dad ever guzzle Peppy Bismilk because the roadside diner country fried steak gave him the runs? Did your mama pop an all-dose motion sickness pill in order to drown out his farts? Did your kid sister ever play a game I Spy for 12 consecutive hours all by herself? If so, you've been on a road trip. You know that they're long, tiring, and uncomfortable. These are the three perfect adjectives to describe what's going on and what we got for you today. I'm hitchhiking my way across movie USA <laughs> with my dear internet-only friend, Lindsay Washburn. Lindsay, they say never get in a car with a stranger, and that applies to today's movie especially. But you are no stranger to me, because we have met on the open roads of the Information Superhighway. <laughs> and today, on day three, we've made it to West Texas. We have, we have. <laughs> you, were you waiting to see if that accent was going I, to stop? I didn't know if it was going to keep going or not. <laughs> well, we are in West Texas. Uh, yes, beautiful recently, big sky West Texas. Oh, big sky country, yes. Recently, a survey named U.S. Highway 285 in New Mexico, State Route 190 in California, and U.S. Highway 90 in West Texas. The three most feared highways in the U.S. U.S. Highway 90 begins in Van Horn, covering more mm. than 700 miles to Louisiana and extends beyond there to Jacksonville Beach, Florida. The worst beach in all of Florida. <laughs> 130 miles from Van Horn to Marathon is the most feared. Somewhere along the isolated 130-mile stretch in 1986 drives a kid named Jim Halsey, a vehicle transporter whose life will prove the idiom no good deed goes unpunished when nameless sicko drifter John Ryder hitches a ride and hijacks his life. Today, we talk about one of your all-time favorite movies. The moment he stops, the terror starts. I swear I didn't kill those people. I got prayed by this guy who picked up hitchhikers. Do you believe me? The Hitcher, rated R, starts Friday at a theater near you. Movie that I have here yeah. in its original Thorn EMI HBO video. Oh my god! Clamshell. Uh, That's this, impressive. This is beautiful, isn't it? It is. It's a, yeah. yeah it's I fucking a great love this clamshell VHS cover. Oh yeah. Uh, and Very striking. I'll, I'll kick it over to you. And then before we dive too far in the movie, I'll read the back yeah. of the VHS cover. How's that? Sound? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, no, that sounds good. So we are, we've made it all the way to West Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, we still have a feral uh, hog with us in the conversion van. <laughs> uh, we've managed to shampoo the carpet. So most of the various the smell is gone. <laughs> various remnants <laughs> of various parts of our road trip experience <laughs> and the places we've dined along the way have been removed. This house yes. is now clean, so mm -hmm. to speak. 
Uh, and here we are talking about a sicko movie, us two sickos. You've promised not to murder me in the woods, and I take solace yeah. in that fact. Well, I no, I think it, that whole thing is a setup by you because you're going to gone girl me by the end of this road trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to fake my death and everyone's going to think you yes. killed me? Yeah. yeah. That's, maybe that's actually that's how, what your plan is. That's how I end the podcast is like, I don't want to, I don't want to break the hearts of people <laughs> in the world. So when the podcast just stops updating, everybody thinks you killed me. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my vanishing <laughs> act. That's my way of ending the show is just, mm -hmm. you know, end the show and destroy your life at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Rucker Howard tries to do that a lot in this movie. Well, yeah. Doesn't he? <laughs> 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 what like boy okay torture that poor kid <laughs> is this rutger howard's best performance i believe so everybody's gonna say it's uh batty or whatever from um blade runner oh from blade runner yes yeah. and that one's really good too but i the menace that he brings to this performance and yeah. and there's there's levels to it and we can get into that when we start talking about specific scenes and stuff but the first time i ever saw this movie i was maybe seven. Oh, that's not good and i didn't it's not good <laughs> and but i didn't catch the whole thing i came in uh uh when they were it was right at the end when uh when they go to the hotel and I saw that section uh, with the, uh, the semi-truck and stuff. <laughs> That's the worst section. That's the worst section. Yeah. And we were at like a roadside hotel on a road trip when I saw this. Are you shitting me? I am not shitting you. I, this is how I discovered a lot of movies is on like family little road trips at a roadside motel. And we flip on HBO because all these little places yeah. have HBO for free. And they'd advertise it. And they'd advertise it. Yep. It'd be out on the sign. Yep. <clears throat> and you just catch like 20 minutes of a movie. And, you, and it just blows your mind because it's got this terrifying man in it. And he's doing terrifying things. And you have no, no context for what's going on. <laughs> Did little Lindsay so that, that was, bury her face in the shirt of Papa Wash? And was he like, oh, I, I was turn the terrified. channel? Yeah. Rucker Howard from then on was the most terrifying person I had ever, ever seen. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, he's, well, he's exceptionally terrifying. I think the older yes. I get, the more terrifying he is in this film. Because, mm -hmm. well, we'll get into it when we get into the movie, but. Um, He's just a man, potentially, right? So yeah, he's yeah. just a just a lunatic, and uh, may and maybe not even really a true lunatic. I don't know. We'll get into it. We'll we'll we'll. There's not a yeah. shit ton of stories. So I think we'll have a lot of psychological analysis to Rutger Howard. I will tell you this: I last when we left it, um, I told you that I always wanted to love this movie, but I can never quite get myself there. Get there? Sort of like, yeah, yeah. Um, this last time. I really did. And I think it's because um, I've been watching a lot of slashers. Mm -hmm. And this movie got unfairly kind of lumped into that as, oh, well, here's another kind of trashy, mean-spirited slasher. And yeah. while I would say it's got certain elements of that, it doesn't really meet the criteria of a slasher really whatsoever. Um, 
because yeah, this kid's being chased by a person, but he's not someone out writing a perceived wrong or someone who's faced injustice before speaking of the John mm-hmm. Ryder character. Um, we don't ever get a shot from his POV where we see from his perspective. Um, no. Yeah. It just doesn't meet a lot of that criteria. I guess technically C. Thomas Howe is a final girl, but it, yeah. it doesn't, it's more of a psychological action thriller. Thriller. Yes. Yes. Than a horror. Than a straight horror and and definitely more than a slasher, but I really appreciated what uh, Howard is able to communicate. Now I think his best performances is that one board member in Batman begins when he says, didn't you get the memo (laughs) when he fires Morgan Freeman? That is the best work of his career. May he rest in peace. No, that was good too. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, I think the like, yeah, I so much of this this movie doesn't work at all unless he's Without able to communicate him. so much mm-hmm. across his face at one yes. time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and um, I uh, I was kind of looking through because even though I loved this movie for a long time and and I watched it. A dozen or so times. I'd never really looked at who was involved in it outside of the cast. Yeah. And like what they went on to do. I mean, the 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 director hasn't done a ton. Nope. Um neither has the writer. The sit but the nope. cinematographer went on to do a bunch of movies, especially like action thriller movies in the nineties. And he yeah. was a cinematographer for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um but uh but other than that, there's really not a lot of credits outside of the the actors that that went on to do much. Well, the writer, Eric Red, um, and this is coming off the top of my head from what I remember about this movie, so I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I think this was the first <laughs> script he ever wrote. Yes. And he, he I, sat I down and he correct. just wrote it almost like a fever dream and he wrote it <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it was submitted. And I actually have the original script somewhere. Um but he, um, yeah, he wrote it, he submitted it, and I think his agent or somebody said, this is like the sickest thing I've ever read, like, though this will never be made. It's really like, because there's no explanation, there's no motivation, there's really no revolution. There isn't, we are just, yeah. we are just thrown into it as this character is thrown into yeah. it. We don't have anybody, we don't know anything about anybody. Yep, but eventually it really? got into the hands of somebody over at, because it ended up being... HBO ended up getting involved, which is why it's part mm-hmm. of the Thorn EMI HBO video release. But it was originally, I think, at a different studio or a bigger studio. TriStar. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. they really saw this as like this was going to be a breakout hit for them. And I think yeah. there were some changes in the upper echelon, and they didn't really push the movie. Once it was finally to be like, they really were completely enthusiastic about it up until release. And mm-hmm. then... um And then once it was released, they kind of failed in the marketing because they couldn't figure out how to market the movie because slashers were obviously at a a boom period. Then it's not really a slasher. It's not completely an action movie. It's not completely a thriller. It's not really a horror movie. So they didn't really, they could never really figure out how to market it. And so the movie didn't do very well um, financially. Mm -hmm did okay to not great and then but it really found its life because it aired incessantly on hbo yes <laughs> and now unfortunately they are they've been working on a 4k for like the last five years they found 
negatives that they said were in pristine condition somehow. Oh, nice. But it was supposed to have been released last year and then this year. And the only word that we've gotten is it's not coming out this year. And that doesn't make any sense (laughs) to me because if the negatives are pristine. It shouldn't take that much. It shouldn't take that much work to restore. Right. Yeah. So Hmm. I don't know what the hell they're doing. So I think that there are, I don't even know if this has ever made it to Blu-ray. It might have. I'm not sure. But DVDs are out of print. And most copies that you'll find are VHS. Now, this is not easy to find. (laughs) No. The original release is not easy to find, especially in Uh -uh. this great of condition. This is in mint condition. No, that is in excellent condition for a VHS. Oh, it looks brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm very happy about that. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, it just, it's, and the only version is, is we talk about it right now. That's presently available for streaming is Mm -hmm. the original VHS four by one transfer. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. just a rip that's via the Cinemax streaming app. You're telling me that Cinemax (laughs) can't get better access to at least DVD quality. I guess not. I don't know. Like it, I, it's it, what, what boggles my mind. But no, it's really shitty. Is it's not as if this movie has no reputation. Oh no, I, it's not talked about very often. No, for, for some reason, it's kind of forgotten. Um, but but I mean, it 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 has merits. It has a lot of merit. Correct. I, I just don't know why it's it doesn't get. And a it, little bit more respect than it does. This you have this you have this widescreen movie that's shot in the Badlands. It's shot in parts of California and mm-hmm. uh, parts of West Texas, but it's mostly California, New Mexico area, and Vegas. They shot around Vegas some of it, and um, you know, which I would imagine that that's just easier to get crews to and hotels and yeah. support stuff. So that makes total sense. But you have these incredible landscapes, these big, long, open, big sky highway landscapes mm-hmm. are captured by the cinematographer. And the best you can give me is a grainy, and it's not even grainy, it's like out of focus, standard definition. Yeah. Still in four by one box on a streaming service that I'm paying money for. I had to pay for the pay Cinemax <laughs> edition of whatever they're fuck. You should have watched your VHS. I don't want to. Well, it's mint condition. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. So it just bothered the shit out of me. I was just like, what the hell? So how did you watch this? Did you watch it on VHS? Uh, I watched it on YouTube. Someone ripped a copy. It wasn't much better uh, condition than the Cinemax rip, but you at least got the widescreen. It was just a little pressed. Yeah, little, that's shameful, though, isn't it? It is shameful. It's very shameful. And so, <laughs> when people like you and I get on our little soapboxes and we're like, "There's a comedia," um, and people look at us with a side eye, it's for reasons like this. There are movies that exactly that are have uh, merit or entertainment value, and there are movies that are way, 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 way more popular than The Hitcher. That are also mm-hmm. not available any fucking where. Anywhere. At all. They're out of print. Mm-hmm. in Even in Blu-ray, they're out of print. So unless you want to spend $150 to get a copy of it, you're not going to, or import it, you're not going to get it. You're not going to hide it. Mm-mm. And no streaming service has it. It's unavailable everywhere. 
And even with a VPN, I search around the planet for some of these movies. Right. And, and even I, if you bought, even if you've bought it online, yep. that doesn't guarantee that they're not going to sell the rights to someone else. And then you lose that. Correct. It's just gone from your library. Correct. And, and that's, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, this is exactly why, you know, if they can just mm-hmm. give you the shittiest version of a movie possible and go, well, it's streaming here, watch it like this. And with absolutely no thought, no care, no attention to detail whatsoever. And just, Put literally the shittiest version of this. Oh yeah! On- it's like if I if I stream something, I want to see the best version. Correct. Of it. If I just want if I want to just like watch a shitty version for fuck's sake, I'll grab one of my VHSs and right. watch it on there. Yeah. So you know? yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of VHS, let me read from the back here. Yeah. Uh, it's a dark, rainy night. As young Jim Halsey drives along an endless stretch of desert highway, up ahead looms a figure on the road, a hitcher. Jim stops for the stranger. At once, he regrets his action. The man with the transparent eyes and menacing smile is soon holding a knife to Jim's throat. The hitcher then tells Jim to pass a car on the side of the road. The passengers are already dead. The hitcher has killed them. Wow, way to give that away. Right? <laughs> Jim <laughs> is finally able to shove the hitcher out the car door and is relieved that the terrifying situation is over. Some hours later, a car passes with three little kids in the back seat. The hitcher is smiling through the rear window. Wow, way to give that away too. They're going through everything. <laughs> the journey into real terror has just begun for Jim Halsey. An unending nightmare filled with one horror scene after another as a deranged hitcher continues on his slaughterous rampage. The hitcher will leave you so frightened you won't stop for the next red light. New York Post. Uh, (laughs) Running time, 98 minutes. Color, Silver Screen Partners LP, 1986. Rated R, VHS, stereo with hi-fi sound. Nice. And the tagline, well, it's got, it's got a pull quote, The Hitcher, an odyssey of horror and suspense. That's Newsweek. And the tagline is, never pick up a stranger. Never pick up a stranger. I love, though, like him in shadow and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, see Thomas Howell's eyes in the rearview mirror. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. No, it's great. Um, okay, The Hitcher. So when, you were terrified of it. When did you... Not when did you revisit it to like then fall in love? With I it? I finally <laughs> saw the whole the whole thing all the way through. Probably it was probably five six years later, so I was a teenager by then. But um, and and so it was still scary to me. But yeah. I, I I saw the entire journey. I didn't just see that truncated section. Um, and then I, I'd seen other Rucker Hauer movies by then, so he wasn't as terrifying. He was more intriguing yeah. at that point, the, the performance he was giving and why he was giving that performance. And so it's just, as I've gotten older, I've, I've gone into more of not being scared of it, but just being very intrigued by his character and why he's doing what he's doing, trying to figure it out. And that's why I've always gone back to it. Along with other things like the setting and and it's got some great horror and suspense elements, et cetera, et cetera, and some great action sequences. Yeah, I 
the thing I love about love is too strong of a word. The thing that I enjoy about his performance and the way that character is written, which I mean, you don't figure out John Ryder is a fake name for a hitchhiker. John Ryder. Right. Um, (laughs) Is that he gives no speeches Uh -uh. and he offers absolutely no cliche threats. No. Anytime it's a threat, he very rarely is actually overtly threatening. Like, whereas like, I'm going to do this, da, da, da. he just does things. Yeah. He just does things. Like you're just gonna, yeah, he just does it. And if he, and then, yeah, he's like, grab that gun, put the gun to my head or either. Otherwise I'm letting off of the clutch or whatever. And then he doesn't do it. And he, yeah. so he just starts letting off the clutch and he's like, okay. Like he just gives commands. He gives orders and he tells the kid what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's, it that is that's it. it and no villain is written that way because no. all villains are written in a way where it's the threat of menace it's the threat of i'm gonna do something real bad to you that that's how they're written john Ryder doesn't threaten you with that he's gonna do something bad to you he just he does, just does bad it. things to you <laughs> very and, very bad awful things and no explanation no reasoning no justification no speech leading up to it he just does it and that nope. moment where he oh wow the the beginning of this movie okay let's start here (laughs) yes Ryder is in the car within four Mm -hmm. minutes and 33 seconds from the start of this movie yeah the the first line of dialogue is to him yes is it my mother told me never to do this well, you should have listened to your mom's. You and within, Howell. I timed it within <laughs> one minute by five minutes and 33 seconds. He's already mm-hmm. messing with him. He's already, writer yeah. is already fucking with this kid. Uh-huh. Immediately. Almost immediately. Immediately. And there's this thing that kind of bothered me, but I finally got it on this watch is mm-hmm. that, cause I'm, I, it bothered me cause he's so immediately creepy. And see yeah. Thomas Howe is still being nice to him. And, and I'm like, is he that fucking naive? And this time as I watched him, I'm like, no, he's not that fucking naive. It's that he cannot, be- Jim cannot believe that he is in this situation. So even yes. when this guy is talking about dismemberment, because I cut off his legs and then mm-hmm. I cut off his arms and I cut off his head and I'm going to do the same thing to you. He, he, he mm-hmm. starts laughing because he cannot believe that this is a real situation. He it's, can't process he it. He can't process it. It's almost no. as if he's trying to will the conversation back to normalcy. Mm-hmm. And they share a laugh like that together. Didn't happen. Yeah. You didn't say that. Yeah. Let's you just didn't, keep yeah, going. Correct. Yeah. You're, this, you're just, you're, <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's just trying to fuck with me. This guy's trying to scare me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't yes. show any fear, he'll knock it off and then I'll be able to get him out of this car soon enough. And by the time he realizes, oh, this guy might actually be really fucking crazy. And yeah goes to kick him by he's like, okay that's enough you gotta get out right and when he opens that door and he takes his cigarette it's one of the few times the camera leaves jim's perspective and it goes to writer's perspective writer's perspective yeah we're looking at him in his face and he's got the cigarette like this and you watch the gears turn of like well do i get out of the car or do i kill this kid <laughs> like you see mm-hmm. him right wait for it's a just second like and and it's it's like him making a decision of whether he wants super salad. That's exactly it. You know? <laughs> it's not Jalan. He's nonplussed about it's it. And like, he's like, uh, and in the moment when he yeah. drops the cigarette and decides, and then we go, bam, back into the car, back to Jim's mm-hmm. perspective. 
And he turns yes. and he gets back in the car and he shuts the fucking door. And you're uh-huh. like, that's the moment. He's like, I, no matter what it oh. takes, I'm either going to kill this kid or this kid's going to kill me. Yeah. And, and, yep. and he's like, you're going to drive the car. And he's like, what? He's like, you're going to drive. You're going to drive for a while. And then I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And it's, it's like just as relaxed as possible. Extremely relaxed. It's an, it's yeah. It's so terrifying because he's just so matter of fact. It's there's no, it would be easy for an actor to see this role and be over the top with it. Yes. Like just get like, Oh, I'm going to kill you or whatever, or be very over overact in it be cr- hollywood that, crazy hollywood crazy yeah. yes and that would that would ruin the movie that ruin the movie yeah but the way he does it is so real you believe him i believe him yes. when he says that yes a hundred percent you know the movie immediately convinces you this is not like any other movie this guy's no. going to do these things and he 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 does he'll go to any ends yes. to get it done. And he will do whatever he can to fuck with C. Thomas Howell to make him uncomfortable, to make him uneasy, to terrify him, to scare him. It's all about psychologically breaking this kid down. To potentially to the end of. He One has, of them. He has mm-hmm. so many opportunities to kill Jim Halsey. He does. And he doesn't take them just to make him suffer more and more and more. And at a certain point where you recognize is, oh, shit, he's trying to get this kid to kill him. Yes. Yes. And I think that's where it's like he doesn't get his sick pleasures from killing people. He gets his sick pleasures from torturing them like this. And the possibility of his own death. Yes. He gets yes. off on the idea like, that, ooh, you might kill I me. Can I push someone enough to, to yes. where they finally kill me? To where they finally mm-hmm. kill me. And the only insight to his internal anything we ever get about this guy is when they finally get him, which is a bold stroke, right? Because yeah. normally killers like this don't get arrested. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-uh. But like two-thirds of the way through the movie, he's in holding. And yeah. they're like... How you doing? Uh, how you doing, John, or whatever they say? And he and he just goes tired, like that, just like. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and just <laughs> the way Rucker Howard conveys it, you understand what he's what he's saying is like he's tired of living, like yeah, he, he's tired of finding an adversary not worthy of his time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the one moment where he actually kind of loses it is in the cab of the truck. And he, he's like, I can't. When Halsey's like, I can't pull the trigger. I can't do it. I can't do it. And he goes, you useless waste. Like that. Useless waste. And that's and it's like, I put you, kid, I put you through all of this. I set you up for this. I set you up <laughs> on a multi-man, multi-state police hunt. <laughs> Framed you for the death of a police station. Have put yeah, a whole police station. Yes. Literal finger food. <laughs> I've cut a dude, which is presumably that girl, you know, for Jason Lee's uncle or grandpa or something. Somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Cause she's like, it's all, we're all related here. See, and I'm waiting on the cook mm-hmm. and he's my uncle, but he hasn't arrived yet. 
Well, I think he did get there. And I think that's his fucking finger in that food. Probably. And yeah, it's just like this guy's done everything in his power up to in the present moment, having your weirdo kind of girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend ally, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, in a drawn and quarter situation where she's tied between the 18 wheeler and the cab of the truck, and he's got her suspended. And if his foot lets off the clutch, she's going to be torn in two. And the only thing that's going to yeah. stop him is you putting a bullet in his head and hitting that clutch at the same time yourself. At the same time, yeah. yes. And you can't do it. And he's like, you useless waste. That's the only time he loses his cool. And it's just a, it's the only little, time. Bit, a little bit of yeah. losing his cool. But he's like Ugh. sweating, hours sweating profusely. In and the that scene truck. is so terrifying. It is because man. he's in that. It's they're, they're in this little cab in this little cab of this semi. There's hundreds of police officers on the outside around them, posted up. He's scre- what the fuck? What you she's do tied- something? And she's yeah, screaming. Yeah, she's tied up in the back, screaming. You hear the engine revving, yep. and he's fucking with the clutch. And you see that blue and red light just yep. flashing off his face as he's like, just, it's so menacing and terrifying. Oh, it's done so well. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And, and then the, you know, one of the producers said, well, we, the movie didn't do well because we, we shied away from the blood because as violent as this movie is, it's, there's not a lot of blood. There's not they a lot of blood. It's a lot of perception. It. It's a lot of like yes. Hitchcock, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of like, ooh. And, and I think. Because there's the the family. They uh, they originally going to show him killing the family. They yep. dialed that back to where you just see a little bit of blood drip on the shoe. We don't see whose finger he cuts off. We don't see her getting torn. We get some icky sound effects. Yes. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's another reason why this movie is so effective because it goes back to that. Your idea in your head is worse than what it it's is. Much worse, especially when much you have a, such an excellent performance from Rucker Hauer. We're like, this mm-hmm. guy's, this man feels so terrifying because he feels so real. He feels like yeah. that stranger. You know, you've just had compassion on the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I hate to say this because it's kind of a downer on our wonderful summer road trip we're having together, but. <laughs> You see this sort of shit, not to not to where it ends up going by the end of this movie. No. But like you see this sort of shit on the news where yeah. random guy does turns out to be a horrible serial killer. And it's like, well, he's yeah. the nicest guy. He was a deacon at his church. Yeah, voices. they always ask the neighbor. He was so quiet. He was a quiet I, man. You know. Yeah, he was so quiet. Uh-huh. You know, uh, he, you know he, he helped us uh, water our garden when my mom uh-huh. was sick. You know, he made her a bunch of food. Like, he was just such a... And not that he's this kind of guy, but, like... No. He's a shadow of a human being that just appears on the side of the highway. And Out it's of like, nowhere. Yeah, this here's a kid who's bored, tired, going to fall asleep. And he sees yeah, and he picks him up in the pouring he, rain. He help him not fall. Well, and he also doesn't want to fall asleep yes. again. He thinks, hey, if I pick this guy up, I'll stay awake because we'll chit chat, whatever. I'll get in there and then I'll yep. be good. But nope. it just unleashes absolute <laughs> just unleashes hell into this kid's life that would fuck him up for the rest of his life. And there's wow. So the for those that haven't seen The Hitcher, uh, we're 30 minutes into this. <laughs> The basic plot is a college kid played by C. Thomas Howell. Is it C. Thomas Howell? Yes, C. Yeah. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell 
uh, is going from Chicago to San Diego, not Boston to San Diego, Chicago no. to San Diego. He's not doing the Kurt Russell mm-hmm. run. Check out our breakdown <laughs> episode we did that came out just yesterday. Uh, yes. If this all works right. <laughs> um, and it's a takeaway car, which basically is like they, he's being paid to drive it. The owner bought from it in a different a state. B, yeah. yeah, he's got to get mm-hmm. from point A to point B. And along the way, he's falling asleep on a rainy night through West Texas. And he sees a guy hitchhiking the pouring rain and he offers him um, a ride. And within one minute of being in the car, he's threatening dismemberment and encroaching on his mm-hmm. personal space and yes. um, pulls a switchblade after a while. A switchblade. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, right by the eyeball. Graphic descriptions of what happens when you stab an eyeball. Yes. And a throat, stuff yes. like that. Yep. Not your usual road trip chit chat. No. And it's not <laughs> attempting whatsoever. He gives like a half-assed cover story. He's like, "Oh, that's my, well, he, that's my car back there, and I ran out of gas." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, well, then I, all I have to do is take you to the next gas station." And he goes, "Why?" And he goes, "To get you gas." And yeah. he goes, "I don't need gas." And he goes, "Well, didn't you just say it was your car right there?" And he goes, "I don't need gas because you're going to drive me, and then I'm going to kill you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that wasn't my car and th- that car doesn't need gas well how do you know because the driver's dead why because i cut his <laughs> legs off it just gets progressively more and more insane yeah, yeah. and oh, he yeah. never changes it, his tone nope his affect stays exactly the same yeah exactly the same like he's just telling him like his life story or something and then the like, rest yeah, of the movie which is would be and his legs yeah kind of hard for us to describe because the rest of the movie is this cat and mouse game where Jim throws yeah. him out of the vehicle, drives 50 miles, you know, does all this sort of stuff. And this guy just keeps reappearing. Popping up in different locations. In different locations. At a gas station that he blows up. Yes. <laughs> this abandoned gas station. Uh, yep. And then. Uh, hitches a ride with the family. Hitches a ride with the family and kills them. And then he goes to the diner. And now the cops are involved because he calls Correct. the cops. And then we start this whole thing where they think C. Thomas Howell's character is the bad guy and Riker Howard doesn't even exist. Right. So, (laughs) yeah. So basically there's been this massacre through several Mm -hmm. counties of West Texas for hundreds of miles along the way as Howard's been fucking with this guy and there's been all this collateral damage and gas stations have been blown up and people have been murdered and multiple cars of people have been dismembered and, Children have been dismembered. It's just a ghastly thing. Awful. awful. And so, uh, yeah, Jim ends up covered in gasoline. He ends up kind of washing up at this diner. uh, Where Nash is. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. Yep. Her family's (laughs) like roadside diner slash gas station. He's like, I need to use the phone. I got to call the police. I'm like, there's this crazy guy. And like, well, whatever. So he kind of gives her a brief version of the story. And by this point, the kid's already fucking shell-shocked. Yeah, he's 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 about at the, his end. And instead of <laughs> the cops believing his story, the cops think that he's the one that's been committing all these murders and crimes and whatever. Yes, and they, so they show they up with guns in. drawn, ready to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. Not even like arrest him, ready to kill him. No, basically. they want to shoot him. Yeah, they want to shoot him. Yeah, and <laughs> okay. So here is one of my beefs with this movie. Okay. When the cops show up, the sheriffs, the original, the first group of cops, mm-hmm. I understand that they're like locked and loaded and they're ready to 
fire at this kid and because they think he's killed kids and all this horrific stuff. I get it. Yeah. Uh huh. But not once to see Thomas Al or Nash, who watched him make the phone call, say, We called you. (laughs) Nobody says, Wait a minute. We called you guys. He called you. I I mean, I figured that they just knew that he was calling, but that he would. That's how they knew he was there. Oh, I don't so know. <laughs> you you just interpret it as they knew he called. They just they think that it's, he's the perpetrator anyways. They, they think he's the perpetrator anyways because they don't know anything about what's going on. And then this guy calls saying yeah. all this shit. Hey, all this shit that's gone down. I know about it. It's, it's him. A, yeah. It's a scary mm-hmm. guy who I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could see that. That's the thing that's always bothering me is why the fuck doesn't Nash <laughs> or somebody... Because like she'll end up going to the extent of when they, yes. like grabbing holding a gun, officers at gunpoint, officer yeah. gunpoint in twenty minutes from now. But she wouldn't just be like, <laughs> "Hey, he came here looking for a phone because he's in trouble," right? Like that just doesn't yeah. that does that never. But your explanation kind of makes sense to me. Um, that that's how I took it, but um, so, yeah. And this go ahead. This whole jail sequence. Uh, wild is is one of my favorite parts of the movie yeah it's one of my favorite parts of the movie and usually um when rucker howard isn't present is where the movie kind of fades a little it, i mean it doesn't fade completely but there's certain parts where it dips where it can kind of be like you're just waiting for rucker howard to show back up you well because the whole movie kind of has this tone of i've heard people i've seen people describe it as being laconic I think that's true. Mm-hmm. The whole thing almost has like a dreamlike quality to it a little bit. Yes, and it so does. It's very, it does. even though like we're saying really crazy shit and there's eventual car mm-hmm. chases and cars flip over and gas stations explode. It's yeah. kind of at the same time. And this is one of its biggest criticisms sort of maintains this sort of dreamlike slow pace to it. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, I think that's, Part of the writing and also Rucker Howard's performance because he's just like this malevolent force. Yes. That is just nonstop coming after you. And so when you have and, that pace and then you, and he's the mm-hmm. tension and then you kind of remove him, then yeah. I think the pace dips even more. And that's like you're saying, yes. that's when you really feel like he's law because it's already kind of a slow moving. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 oh, yeah. it's very weird because it's a very tight yeah. movie. It's 98 minutes, whatever well, yes. I said. And, and I think part of that also is they just don't interact with a lot of people either. No. He's just kind of out. He's kind of fucking out there. There's not a lot own. of dialogue. And there's not a lot of dialogue either. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that lends even more to it. But especially in this, this the jail sequence, because he's in there and he's getting his mugshot fingerprints and they're questioning him, trying to call people for him. And they can't verify who he is. At all. So he's like, he's pretty much just get answering machines or people aren't answering the phone. Yeah. Just brick wall after brick wall. And they take him away to a cell and the, the head cop sergeant, whatever is like, this kid didn't look at him. He, he couldn't hurt anybody, you know? Yep. He's not going to kill somebody. Um, and there's a weird subtext here though, Lindsay, which is that this is where we see like Jim, has gone from kind of panicky kid to now like he's just so fucking tired that while they're pelting him with questions, he doesn't lose his cool. He's just sort of like, no, I told you he's, like he's beat down. Yes. He's beat down. So the he point when they put him in that cell, in yeah, when they put yeah. him in that cell, it's almost like he finally feels safe because I'm in the custody of the police. Mm-hmm. 
I, and he finally yeah. falls asleep. He finally can rest. Yes. Like this is a fucked up situation. They think I did this, but at least I'm least mm-hmm. in here. This thing can't get me in here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he wakes up. Wakes the fuck up. And this is when it gets real dreamlike. It's the, so creepy. The cell, his cell door is unlocked and open. Mm-hmm. And you just hear a phone ringing. The phone just ringing in the background, but no people talking. And he looks down the hallway. Otherwise, it's silent. Yeah, and there's just a German shepherd just standing in the hallway looking at him. This is mm-hmm. true. It's, this is almost like the beginning of like a Nightmare on Elm Street dream where you're like a little bit yeah things are off just a bit yeah we've we've, something's not we've wandered off in a dreamland yeah Mm -hmm. and he walks down and the dog just kind of walks away and he follows the dog and by the time he gets caught up to the dog the dog is gnawing on the neck of the one cop who thought he was innocent he was innocent yes and everybody's fucking dead every cop is that's the bloodiest scene in the entire movie it is the bloodiest scene. They're Necks all, are ripped open yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> everywhere. Now, how did this one maniac take out an entire police force? Now, tiny, but like half dozen grown men with at guns. Least, yeah, at least, at least four to six cops. Yeah. <laughs> Armed. No, it, and we don't see what happened. So yep. we just have to make, like, think of it in our mind, like, how the fuck did he pull this off? And he didn't just fucking kill everybody. He staged things. Yes. <laughs> Which adds another level onto his psychopathy. Because, uh, see, Thomas's Howell character freaks out, other cops are coming. You know, he's got to get the fuck out of there before the other cops get there. Because it looks like he did everything. Yep. Again, yep. it looks like he did everything. And so he grabs a gun and, and takes off and ends up at a, another gas station diner. Um, I can't remember. Was is like Gus's or something? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, is it? I, I always get this part confused. Does that part happen or does he take the, uh, the cops hostage first? Before he meets Rucker Hauer in the diner. Damn. Um, I, I think he takes the cops hostage. I think first. so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He so takes yeah, these two I state didn't... troopers hostage, and he's like in the back seat. He's like, "I didn't do all this shit." And yeah. and he almost gets to the point where he's going to finally make a right step to maybe solve this problem he's got someone on the line he gets like a lieutenant jeffrey demon he gets uh, yes. easter day or whatever his name is yeah <laughs> yes yeah he's talking to him and he's like okay kid i'll make sure i'll take care of you i'll listen to your story we'll get this figured out just have him bring you in don't hurt anybody just so he like the situation has been quelled <laughs> yeah, and see thomas how he's like it's really hard for me to trust you kid when you got a gun pointed yeah. at my deputies to my man mm-hmm. he's like okay i'm putting myself in your trust like don't screw me over he's like oh, we exactly. won't and that that moment and a fucking pickup truck <laughs> <laughs> comes speeding up on the left hand side of the cops is rucker howard uh-huh. like a sig sour bam bam he, and blows the he's a neck, crack shot neck off the cop that's driving and pretty much blows the brains out of the passenger and yeah and takes One off, taps, takes of off. <laughs> Just bye, good luck, fucker. <laughs> yeah, and so now it looks like he's killed these two cops. 
He just does the worst possible thing to this kid yep. at that moment. Yep. That will completely fuck him over. And even though the cops like he's, obviously he's see that it was so fucked. The, the cops are in the car with him now realize he's been telling the truth the whole time, but it's too late. Exactly. They're bleeding to death. It's too late. You're dead. <laughs> 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 Fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh Worst road God. trip ever. This Worst is, road trip ever. This is basically planes, trains, and automobiles if Del Griffith were a psychopath. Was it a killer? Was a killer, yes. yeah. It was framing Steve Martin <laughs> along the way for vicious gangland-style murders. <laughs> it's kind of what this is. It's like the road trip from it hell, is, only it's it not is, funny. It is. Oh. And it's just like, oh, my God. And and that's another thing I think is is intriguing about this film. It's like, what would you do in that situation? I blow my brains out. And he he try he almost does. He almost does. He almost does. But it'd he, be so he, hopeless. He decides not to. It'd be so hopeless because he, that's it's like what the fuck do you do? This environment <laughs> is the perfect environment because it's got that dusty, lonesome highway feel that's mm -hmm. the feel of the tone of it too the pacing of it it's like yes that you know when you're really driving through unpopulated areas and it's uh -huh. like well it's only like 30 it's miles tumbleweed yeah blowing past. it's only 30 yeah. miles but it feels like it's taking three hours that's what the uh -huh. feel of this whole movie kind of has is like it's taking forever to get anywhere and oh yeah yeah the, his legs are getting cut out from this is a hopeless situation and anytime reality kind of kicks back in and you think, okay, well, now clearly, like this, cops have him; he'll be safe. And nope, mm -hmm. like it just goes crazy again. I think I would be like him. I think I would be just like this character. Where at a certain point, I just fall on my knees in the middle of the road and be like, "This is it." Yeah, I have no choice. I have no recourse here. Yeah, I have, the cops think you're a multi-county murderer of like children. And police officers. And cops, yeah. Like, so now they're They're going to come murder you. Yeah, you're in the backwoods <laughs> of West Texas, and they think you're a cop killer. And right? a child killer. You are done for. Like, you are and, done for. Yeah, and the <laughs> eventually they, they meet at another diner. Right. And Rucker <laughs> Howard shows up and sits down across from her or whatever. And yeah. they're in a booth together. And it's the a way he sits down. up scene in this I, movie i, I love the yeah it, it it is and this this was this is probably my favorite rucker hauer scene um like section of yeah. this movie his performance in this scene because the way he sits down and christopher nolan has said that he's a big fan of this movie did you find way, that because we we yes. supposed because we'll get to it i we said in the last episode i was like there's something <laughs> entirely lifted out of this movie almost word for word in the dark night and then and then you did you look it up does nolan say he really likes this movie he said it, i saw that part that he really likes this movie but the way rucker Hauer sits down at this table across from c thomas howell is exactly the same way the joker sits down to talk to two-face in the dark night it's you, the exact same energy it's the exact same tone you cannot just tell me like in the last episode <laughs> For the life of me, that Heath Ledger <laughs> didn't watch this movie, that the Nolan right. brothers, the both the British and American version, didn't base uh -huh. that fucking character on John Ryder from here. Because oh, yeah. they eventually get him in the lockup and are like, there's the computers found nothing on him. He mm -hmm. has no name, he has no birth certificate, no he has no name, fingerprints. Nothing. He's not in any of our systems. We don't know anything about him. 
like that mm-hmm. is almost verbatim. And we're only difference what is we're watching say, him yes. on the monitor as opposed to watching him in the center lockup. But it is box, almost yeah. verbatim what they say about the Joker in the yeah. Dark Knight. And you're like, that's mm-hmm. fucking John. Ryan. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this is the best Joker performance that anybody's ever done. It is. Yeah. It is. Because he just, does laugh. He'll just laugh right in your face as he's doing these horrific things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and throughout this conversation that they're having there, you know, uh, see Thomas Howell puts the gun underneath and, oh, and John Ryder's Oh, man, like, yeah. And he's like, I'll pull the trigger. It, I'll blow you right out of your, right, right through you, fucker. He's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. And he's like, you didn't check it for he's bullets. Like, the gun is empty. Mm-hmm. Just trying to psych him out. Yeah, it's it's such a this whole thing see. is a mind game. Yeah, the, the, I, I got to give props <laughs> to see Thomas Howell because I think this is some of his best acting in the movie. This is his best best work. It's too, all nonverbal, yes. and you can see he's like, okay, is he telling me the truth or is he fucking with me? Is he telling me the truth or is he fucking with right? me? Is the gun really empty? Mm-hmm. And then he leans forward and he's like, and you won't shoot me before I shoot if- you. Yeah. And then we cut down. And the it's table. like, does he have a gun? We know he doesn't have we a gun. Does he tell Michelle doesn't know? It's just his finger. It's which is such a finger. joker move, right? It is. And he it goes, is. Bam! Like that. And then C. Thomas Howe freaks out. We don't see it, but we hear click, 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 click. Yeah. So C. Thomas Howe's pulling the trigger. Click, 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 click. Nothing and happens. And the look, the look on Ryder's face when this happens Pure is joy. almost pure joy and and like just amusement at this yes. moment because he's like oh my god and, and almost like flattery a little because yes. like, oh my god he would he would have killed almost me. like a proud father he would have killed me yeah exactly yeah. yes yeah. yes no i love it's that fucked part. up it's so I fucked up and he's like what do you want from <laughs> me and he's like you'll figure it out and then he takes mm-hmm. a folded up handkerchief and he just puts it on the table then he reaches in his pocket. This is the weirdest fucking part. And he, he licks two pennies one at a time mm-hmm. and then puts one on John's eyes, Halsey's eyes, Jim, Jim's eyes. And then on mm-hmm. the other eye, like, like a death, like when you bury somebody yes. to river, uh-huh. get him across the river sticks. And mm-hmm. the, by the time the pennies fall off of his fucking face, he's gone. Ryder's gone. <laughs> and then we cut to, and he opens the handkerchief. And you don't know, by this time, this guy's going to put fingers in French fries. It you don't know what's in there. anything. And it's anything. all the bullets from the gun. Yes. He purposely left em- empty, empty guns there. Because yep. he knew he'd take one. Yep. He knew he'd take one. Yep. It's, oh, it's so good. But then he gave him the bullets <laughs> at the time he wanted him to have them. Because he wants yes. him to use that gun to kill him. Yes. Now here's a real fucked up, like the movie never goes into this, but I, I, I noticed it this time. I'm like, okay, let's say that Jim successfully kills Ryder, right? Mm-hmm. They get down five more miles down the highway and they meet up again. And he finally kills he him. Blasts away. If he kills him. Then he's fucked. He's fucked <laughs> because that's just yeah. another guy he killed. No yeah. one's going to know that that guy was the one who did all was doing of the crimes. everything. The only yeah. way that it works is is he is by eventually he writer doesn't give a shit anymore and very publicly and that, kidnaps yeah. a woman. And that's it's very it's it's crazy because up until that point when you know he crosses that line and takes Nash, no one else interacts with him. Nobody sees that's him. That's still that's still living. Yeah. 
everyone else dies. He's like a so ghost. He, he's like a ghost. No yeah. one has seen him except for C. Thomas Howell. So it's, to everybody else's perspective, uh, he could be a delusion in this kid's head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there, I mean, and the the way the movie goes, it, it's possible that he is that until we see him shoot the shoot the deputies. Yes. Until he interacts with someone other than C. Thomas Howell. Yes. And so, I mean, up till then, it could have been all in C. Thomas Howell's mind. He could have been the killer. And this is just Rucker Howard's the, the personification of his evil. But could be. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, Jim gets on a bus, ditches the car, gets on the bus, mm-hmm. hides in the back. And then lo and behold, the other person who gets on the bus or is on the bus is Nash, who's leaving town. Yep. Uh, she's out of there. She's out of there. And he tries to tell her his story, and she doesn't believe him. And then the cops pull the bus over, and the surviving cops from the police massacre mm-hmm. uh, pull guns on him. And the one cop's like, Yeah. You spit on my wrist. Uh-huh. Because well, he wants to give, he yeah. does want to give up at this point. He's yeah. like, I've had it. I'm done. Right. I'm ready to give myself up. Whatever the fuck happens, I don't care. I don't care if they believe me or not. Right. I just want to be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and <laughs> the main cop is like, you spit on my wrist. Wipe it off. Which is yeah, he's trying like, to incite him to make it look like he's reaching for the gun so he can kill him. Yes, yes. And his the, the other cop next to him, him is down. like, like, like you know, whatever, Bill, what are you he's doing? He's trying to talk yeah, him out like, of Bill, it. what are you doing? What do you, you can't do this, Bill? And he's like, shut the fuck up. He spit on my wrist. Wipe it off, fucker. And Nash appears out of nowhere with the gu- with a gun mm-hmm. and fires it. And like, this strains a little bit of credulity that she would go this far. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, what? What did he say or what did he do? Is it just that she feels so sorry for him? Maybe she does believe him or or just that she doesn't want to see him get shot out there like that. If he did something wrong, he needs to be taken and not murdered. Maybe. Yeah, she's like, I can't believe you're about to do what you were about to do, Lyle, or whatever. Because she obviously knows, she knows him. Yeah, yeah she knows him. And I don't know. And she's like, you're getting, you're getting yourself into a world of hurt, Missy. You know, you, you, know, you don't know <laughs> what you're doing. And he, she, whatever. So then Nash and uh, C. Thomas Howell go on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to run them off the road, tries to kill them because he pulls. Oh, great, great action sequence. He pulls great back up in that fucking black here. truck. He just appears again out of nowhere. So finally now Nash is seen. This guy is real and he's trying to real. fuck with them. He's trying to kill them. Yes, because uh, they're being chased by cops yes. still and a helicopter. Yes. And uh, they're they're like have long guns out the side of these cop cars trying to take them down. This is a great action sequence it is. too. And she doesn't want to shoot back because she's like, no, that'll make it, things even worse. And then she finally does go to shoot, and she drops the gun. <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> when she drops the gun. But they do the they did this in breakdown too, where they've got two cars chasing on either side, yep. and each one is about to shoot, and the middle one slams on the brakes, and yep. then the two take each other out yep. essentially. Um, but then a chopper shows up, and 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 then right that's when Ryder comes in up out of the desert though he, his truck out just of the desert the fucking desert. Bam on yes. the highway and he shoots <laughs> takes out a chopper the chopper <laughs> down. And oh she's now God. finally seen this kid isn't crazy. He's, yeah. he's in real trouble against maybe mm-hmm. the devil himself. And she's now yeah. in trouble too. Cause she's now on this guy's hit list. 
<laughs> and they eventually total their vehicle and they get away from him and they just start, Yeah, he lets them go. He lets them go. And they start mm-hmm. marching through the desert. They finally show up to another fucking truck stop town <laughs> where they get into a little shitty hotel with free HBO. Free yeah. HBO, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I think like she wants to call her parents, like Sarah, her dad, yeah. Yeah, like Sarah Connor. And he, Kyle Reese is like, no phone calls. And just like mm-hmm. in Terminator, she calls home. But honestly, yep. it works kind of the opposite way here because I think unless I think the only reason they knew where she was, the cop yes, even made it to that of spot call. is because of that call, which is the only thing that gets yeah. Jim off the hook for all of this. Yeah. And then the Jim goes thing. to take a shower. She pretends that she's sleeping. She makes the phone call. We we cut back to Jim getting out of the shower, go back in the bedroom. We pan across the bed the room. and now she's actually dozing. And then in the corner, in the shadow, Rucker Howard's just standing there looking at her. Just standing there. How and the you fuck get, did he get in? I don't know. I don't know. Cause he's, he's, he just watches them. He and then he very slowly, gently lays down in the bed mm-hmm. next to her. And we cut yeah. back to the bathroom. And then. There's a scream. The t- yeah, the TV comes on. But that's it. Loud. That's actually it. Yeah. Yeah. The TV comes on. He calls for her. Mm-hmm. Nash, Nash. She doesn't answer. He immediately knows by this point who the fuck it is. Oh yeah. And he, yeah. If anything feels off, yeah. you know that motherfucker's <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> okay. rag off the fucking wall, half dressed, goes out. And by the oh time my God. he's going through all these eighteen wheelers looking for her. And all these cop cars are zipping by him. Uh-huh. And so he thinks they're there for him. And then he runs mm-hmm. head first into Jeffrey DeMunn, who was the one cop he could trust. That he thinks, talks to. Maybe. Yes, already. And they're like, he's basically like, hey, kid, like, it's okay. It's okay. We believe you. We understand what's going on now. We got a bigger problem mm-hmm. on our hands. <laughs> a much bigger problem. Much, yeah, that's what he says. He's like, we got we got Rucker Howard. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got her. He's got her tied up and hits to this truck between the cab and the whatever. If he lets his foot off that clutch, he's gonna tear her in two. And she's like, well, why don't you fucking do something? You're the police. I've been trying to tell you. And they're like, yeah, shoot like, him. Something. Yeah, shoot him. He's like, we can't do anything. If we do anything, he'll kill her. And he's like, the only one who's got a shot at this kid is you. And he, and with a way C. Thomas Hal opens that door and mm-hmm. has to climb into the, the spider's nest, into the fucking cab. Yes. It's not a big cab either. No. He's, it's right there. It's Next very claustrophobic. A sweaty, smiling Rucker Howard who says nothing, doesn't even look when the door opens. And the sweat is dripping off of his face, which is almost a callback to the rain dripping off of his nose yes. from the first time. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's a reversal, right? It's I, yes, he let him is. into the car. Now see Thomas House climbing into the car, mm-hmm. and he gives him like a Joker ultimatum, which is like either you put a Bay Batman, either you kill me and save me the girl, or I'm or the girl on, dies. Yes. Yeah, and he can't. I, how do you come? up with something like this There's, i have never i no. never saw anything in a movie like this before no or since no. i mean they did it in the remake and they swapped shit around and they showed it and it, eh, whatever that remake sucked but it did um but it's so horrifying yes. 
listening to her scream and the rev of the engine and what obviously happens to her. Well, it's so like only a sociopath could think of doing something like that. Well, that's the thing is, you know, in movies we're used to the woman who's tied to the railroad tracks getting saved. I mean, that's True. essentially what she is. And mm-hmm. only here, the train runs over her. See, Thomas Howe can't do the job. Mm-mm. That's because I'm a useless waste without missing a beat, hits the gas and just pulls the truck forward. And as the truck lurches forward, you hear screaming, you hear like a. It's like a crunch squish. Yeah, it's disgusting. Rip. It's so gross. And then we just go so like gross. straight to the face of C. Thomas House, his horror. And then, bam, cut to the Dark Knight scene. They got him arrested. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and that's when we get the interrogation. And, and it's so creepy because there, there is this. I mean, it's it's not overt, but like this, even the cop mentions it. He's like, I don't know what's going on, what what between the deal is between you two. Yeah, because he walks up to the the observation glass, and the cop's like, Don't worry, he can't see you, he can't hear you. Um, and they're but they're asking him what name. his name is. Yeah, when he when he says it, tells the cop what his name is. He's like, His name's John Ryder. That exact moment. And you, Howard. You see Roger Howard go, uh, and he turns and looks yep. at the two-way the one, glass. Yeah. It's so right unnerving. Him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there are subsequent sequels that mythologize this character, give you like, oh, well, he's really this, and he's, but I don't want any, I've seen those movies, and they, they're no good, but yeah. it's just, it's, uh, yeah. It's, you don't need, it's so much more terrifying when you don't have an explanation, because most of the time in it makes it more realistic because most of the time in real life, there's no explanation. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need to know if this is a supernatural entity per like, Mm-mm. is this a man possessed by the devil? Is this a, uh, is this death? Does incarnate? he think he's possessed by the right, devil? Yeah. Um, or is it just, he's just really just a disturbed individual. Like I don't, I don't need to know that explanation. I don't want it. No. And and because there's nothing else, there's there's really no other subtext going on. You know, it's not like the other movies we watched where it could possibly be about class or. Well, some people um, say there's homoeroticism here because of the way that Rucker Howard pretends that they're lovers at the beginning. And yes, yeah, yes, and, and I think what's going on between you two, which is an inference of maybe they're lovers or something. Yeah, that could that can be inferred, but it, as far as um, as like making it some kind of. Some kind of social, no. Or, uh, it, there's nothing like that going on in this this movie. Well, that's it's, also part of why it was derided by most critics at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they were like, "There's no because it, it served no greater purpose." There's no social <laughs> message here. What is the point? Yeah, of Yeah, there's this? no social message. And Ebert famously hated it because Ebert read it as a gay text. That the movie was too, uh. was too cowardly to just admit that what Jim is really killing is at the end. Spoilers is that Jim is sort of killing the the heterosexual yeah the, either, heterosexual either the hetero option, or homosexual yeah. version of himself and is fully embracing yeah, yeah. who he is and I Rucker see. Hauer sees him as well you're clearly a gay man you were cruising you picked up me and you're a coward and da, da, da. like on a textual level not a literal level no and I can uh, see the that. movie's a metaphor for a closeted homosexuality essentially um 
And, I, you know, he's got to, he kills his demons, so to speak, and to maintain his heterosexuality. And, and, and yeah. there's maybe a little bit of that because he has this relationship with Nash. You could make Nash, that case. But it's yeah, a non, you could it's make a non-sexual relationship. We never it see. It is non-sexual. We never see anything romantic they, even hinted at. No, there's, yeah, there, there's, there's a moment where she's like, can I sit next to you? But it's, it's not about, it's, there's yeah. nothing sexual about it. It's more just two people who are terrified and want to comfort each other. But they don't touch it. though, which is the weird thing. No, they don't. She sits by him <laughs> and he makes no effort to reach out to her and comfort her. No. And so no. you could probably, you could maybe read that maybe there's a little homoeroticism there that maybe mm-hmm. Jim is a gay, coded for a gay character or something. Um, you know, in the police brutality towards him. And like you, you could definitely make that argument. But I'm mm-hmm. with you that I think the movie has no social message. The movie is just no. a terrifying thrill ride, a, th- yeah. a thriller. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. go a thrill ride because it's so fucking. Uh, dreamy and slow. Mm-hmm. It's a night. It's, a, it's nightmare a nightmare. Is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nightmare that is border. Is what makes it so weird is it's it's it borders on even though it's a nightmare, it borders on real and surreal. It never completely oh, yeah. tips over into abstraction. No, and and the weird weird thing is. Considering the tone and the violence in this movie, an overwhelming majority of it happens during the day. Yes, all in broad. Most of it's in broad you know, daylight. It's yeah. one day. It's over the oh, course yeah, of one yeah. day. I see what you're saying, yeah. Also, yep. also, but yep. but also everything's in the daylight. Yep. All the most of the murder is the attacks, the chases, yep. the explosions. It's all during the day, and I think that. That's another reason why I like desert horror is because even during the day, you're not safe. It, you're not safe. <laughs> not in broad daylight. You're not safe. Not even. No, you're not safe. Yeah. 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 Desert horror. Yeah. There we are. Mm-hmm. We finally arrived at the theme <laughs> of this entire journey. Um, yeah. So what ends up happening from there is they're like, he's going to be transferred to the state prison or whatever mm-hmm. until he's could stand trial. Like, we're going to try to get you in touch with your folks, kid. Hey, sorry about the misunderstanding. Yeah, you've been through a lot. <laughs> uh, you should, we'll get you to a doctor because Jim's all beat up and been traumatized by Hey, he's been through hell. Yeah. And so, like, you just hold tight. We'll get you, get in touch with your loved ones. We'll get you home. We'll get you, we'll get you back to Chicago. And Jim's like, fuck that. The only way. Yeah, no, I need to go kill this guy. He's like, you think it's done. He'll escape. I know he'll get out. He will. So. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Yeah, he, and, and he's, he's right. By the time they get <laughs> caught up to the fucking <laughs> prison transfer bus, this mm-hmm. son of a bitch has killed everybody on it, has a shotgun. And he's getting ready to blow through the back door of the bus. And by the end of it, ends up jumping off the back of the bus through the windshield of the, like, Bronco that that the com- Bronco that he's that he commandeered. That ha- Halsey yeah. commandeered. And he's just like, hey kid. Yeah. <laughs> Head first through and then went then he adjusts himself in the seat and he goes, Hey kid. Like, hey, kid. like you knew what I was gonna be f- here. I knew you were gonna be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he fucking slams on the brakes. He goes through the windshield, eats shit across the pavement. We're talking about Rucker Haver's character, Ryder. Yeah. Eat shit across this fucking pavement and rolls. Jim gets the fucking shotgun away from him and starts like caressing his face with the barrel and kicking him to see if he'll move. 
Uh-huh. And he he just fuck it. He just starts. He's like, I'm gonna kill him. He's like, no, I can't. I can't. He's still not there yet. He's still not there, which is insane. Walk after away. All of this. And then Ryder gets the fuck up. <laughs> and then, and then that's when he turns and pumps a shotgun and bam, right through the, his chest. Mm-hmm. And artistically, you see the bam, all the squibs explode on Howard. Blood and shit goes everywhere. And he's kind of got a smile on his face. Like, he's glad to be dead. Yeah, that's what he wanted all along. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then all we have is C. Thomas Howe drops the gun and basically just sort of sits there. It's like how every, all the other movies on this road trip have ended. Just sitting there with, like. In the desert, just. uh, It just, in in kind of shell-shocked. Yeah. Just like I, I'm alive, but am I? <laughs> One interpretation of this is that Ryder was trying to bring him to this point to make him the next version of himself. It's possible. I mean, like I'm going to trans. That would be. An, I'm transferring transfer this, my evil. this evil to you. Yes, I think that's a. I think that's maybe. A, 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 we are used to movies having some kind of definitive closure. Yeah, and I don't want closure for this. None movie. of these desert movies have any closure. These people's lives are no. fucked. Even if the bad guy's dead, they're fucked up. Yeah. They have no way home. Mm-hmm. They're trapped in the middle of the desert. They're changed forever. Or <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna need some therapy. Oh yeah. I wish <laughs> I had some spawn con. I could do better help right now. That's why you need to, as a as a uh, switchblade wielding maniac ever held you hostage across multiple West Texas counties. That's why I use BetterHelp. Yeah, Jim. If Jim had better health, better help, he could have done a teledoc appointment right from the Bronco. Right from yeah, yeah we'd have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> he could have begun unpacking the trauma as it was occurring to him. Use the promo That's code. True. Use the promo code Fingerfood for thirty percent off your first teledoc BetterHelp appointment. Yeah, we need more spawn oh Um Definitely. But but no, I've I've always loved this movie. It's always captivated me. At first it terrified me, now it just captivates me. And I don't know why more people don't talk about this movie. I don't know either. Okay, budget is 7.9 million for the original Hitcher. Okay. Okay. 5.8 million box office. Not good. Well, if, and and I'm sure it made money with with rental Eventually, sales, I think yes. is where I'm it, sure it did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man 1980. Wait a minute. Did it come out the same year? Did it? Oh, no. It did. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. This came out in February 21st, 86. Steve Miner directed Soul Man? There's a lot of big names in that movie. Radon Chong is in it, which is Leslie Nielsen? James Earl Jones? Yes. There's a lot of. It's written by a lot of people in that movie. Carol Black wrote it. Yeah, it's it's something. Carol Black wrote a <laughs> wrote a movie about blackface. Mm-hmm. What race is Carol Black? You think? I don't know. I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess either. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. So that one came out in February. This one came out October of the same year. Oh my god. Maybe that's why it didn't do as well at the box well, no, office. No. Maybe uh, that's Hitcher came out first. Oh, Hitcher came out first. Gotcha. Hitcher came out in February. This Soul Man came out in October. 
on a budget of four point five million, so about the same budget. How much money do you think it made? Oh, I don't know. Maybe six. Thirty-five million dollars. No way! Huge oh hit. My God. Huge hit. What did what, what did uh, Roger Ebert have to say about Soul Man? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! <clears throat> a music video for the title track, originally by Sam and Dave, and performed by <sighs> Sam and Lou Reed, was released. They got Lou Reed to do the music. Oh wow! Oh, okay. The video starred actors Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepard, Radon Chong, C. Thomas Howell. Ronald Reagan Jr., George Seagal, Jamie Farr, and boxer Ray Boom Boom Mancini, as well what as the, the wait, as well as the children's character Gumby, all lip syncing. What? <laughs> what the fuck is Gumby in there? Despite the controversy, <laughs> the film was a box office success <laughs> on its opening weekend. It debuted at number three behind Crocodile wow. Dundee in The Color of Money. Wow, in, that's in total. Soul Man went on to gross twenty seven point eight million dollars domestically alone. Wow. Roger Ebert gave Soul Man one out of four stars. Woo! Thank you. He, well, he gave him the Hitcher zero. Yeah, he did. Yes. Writing that the main premise <laughs> is a genuinely interesting idea filled with dramatic <laughs> possibilities, but the movie approaches it on the level of a dim witted sitcom. I don't know. Oh, geez. I don't know. The film was seen by President Ronald and Nancy Reagan at Camp David. Quote, the Reagans enjoyed the film and especially enjoyed seeing their son, Ron. A White House spokesperson <laughs> said, boy, so the current president of the United States son was in Soul Man the year it was released. Yeah. And they enjoyed the film, which is a film about C. Thomas Howe pretending to be black to get an NC- to take advantage of affirmative action. Yeah, to be yes. able to go to school. Wow. Crazy. Um, <laughs> let's look at this cast real quick. C. Thomas Howe, Ray Don Chong, Leslie Nelson, James Earl Jones, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. You think she ever, you think if you brought up Soul Man in an interview? I don't think, oh, she'd probably, <laughs> I mean, she would probably walk away. She'd probably walk away or tell you to go fuck it, yourself. Okay, so know. now here's the real question. Is Soul Man streaming anywhere? Probably not, right? I don't know. We would have a hefty uh, like disclaimer at the beginning. If it's it, on if YouTube for rental, is. Google for rental, Vudu for rental, Apple for rental, Amazon Prime for rental. So Soul Man is no studio uh, uh, apps are no, are carrying but it. Soul Man <laughs> is more readily available for streaming and the than Hitcher. the Hitcher. That makes me sad. That's my point. I'm bringing this all up. <laughs> The Soul Man, which is a movie that the whole joke is blackface, made $35 million, mm-hmm. and yeah. this barely made five. And yeah. we can, well, we, you and I could stream Soul Man right now, and we cannot stream, uh, uh, we, we can't stream, uh, uh, worst copy that's on YouTube of The Hitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we yeah. doing as a country? It makes no sense. Makes- I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense. <laughs> shameful. Uh, well, we're three days into a four-day journey. The wild boars are a snorting, which means it's time yes. for us to get to going. 
<laughs> but before we do, we're going to keep on going to day four. We're going to zoom past 15 Bucky's along the way, lest we pick up a hitchhiker who strangle and murder us or gouge our eyeballs out with a straight razor or a stiletto or a switchblade mm-hmm. of some kind. We're going to find ourselves in the deepest, darkest heart of Texas. What is our next film, Lindsay? It is the original 1974. Sure. Is that the right year? That sounds right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Lindsay, I'm having a Mm -hmm. hell of a time. I'm sad that our journey is coming to a close. I know. We're in the final stretch here. But next VHS summer, I got something planned for you that's at least 10 times as long as this. Awesome. All right. I'm game. All right. You I'm think you have, <laughs> uh, you think you got what, a couple hundred more miles left in you? You're driving. I think so. I know. It, it's It's been a long trip. But you haven't slept in I've had to 72 dri- hours. I ha- yeah. It's been, yeah, I just keep going and going and going. I've got my five hour energies yeah. and my monsters and yeah. everything. I'm just trying, uh, you know, even a bump of cocaine. Let's go. <laughs> let's just get this trip over with. You know what, Lindsay? <laughs> I've been, I've been sleeping like a dream. I know. I, Passenger princess. I've not been so rested. <laughs> I feel so rested. Oh my. He's got his feet up. Oh, yeah. He's just listening to music. Oh, yeah. and listen to Oingo Boingo. No one Instagram. lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About every 15 yeah. minutes, I just scream out, Bright Lives, Big Titties. Big Titties. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I, I, can, I can get it. Yes, I can get us across that finish line. Okay. I'm good. Bless you. Bless you, my friend. All right. Well, we'll see you on the last day of this movie marathon with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She's really soft. Here's a little snores every once in a while. It's so cute. Uh.